0: Now joining us in the truck studio, in the two men in a truck studio, is the one and only Jared Dillian. Now, I said he's an author, and he brought along his book to show off. Yeah. Very excited. Oh, did I turn you on? There you go.
1: There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a box of advanced copies the other day. No Worries, How to Live a Stress-Free Financial Life comes out January 23rd. Make sure you pre-order.
0: How many did you pre-sell?
1: Uh, uh, so I think we're up to about 1,700. Okay. We got to
0: get you to four thousand. Need to get to four thousand. Is there a deadline? Uh,
1: The end of January.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. We got to get up to four thousand. All right. You're almost halfway there. Yep. So this will be a great maybe Valentine's Day gift that'll come in just in time for Valentine's Day, Um, but you can pre-order it now everywhere books are sold. All right, Jared, you want to share something with us today? Yeah.
1: So this is an editorial that was written by Jeff Jacoby who is the conservative columnist at the Boston Globe, and he wrote this in 2003, and it's called Giving Thanks for Capitalism. Oh. Okay.
0: Oh, this is going to be good. Well, I'm going to shut off my mic, and we're going to give you the stage.
1: All right, great. Today, in millions of homes across the nation, God will be thanked for many gifts, for the feast on the table and the company of loved ones, for health and good fortune in the year gone by, for peace at home in a time of war, for the incalculable privilege of having been born or having become American. But it probably won't occur to too many of us to give thanks for the fact that the local supermarket had plenty of turkey for sale this week. Even the devout aren't likely to thank God for airline schedules that made it possible for some of those loved ones to fly home for Thanksgiving, or for the arrival of master and commander at the local movie theater in time for the holiday weekend or for that great cranberry apple pie recipe in the food section of the newspaper. Those things we take more or less for granted. It hardly takes a miracle to explain why grocery stores stock up on turkey before Thanksgiving, or why Hollywood releases big movies in time for the big holidays. That's what they do. Where is God in that? And yet, isn't there something wondrous, something almost inexplicable in the way your Thanksgiving weekend is made possible by the skill and labor of vast numbers of total strangers? To bring that turkey to the dining room table, for example, required the efforts of thousands of people, the poultry farmers who raised the birds, of course, but also the feed distributors who supplied their nourishment and the truckers who brought it to the farm, not to mention the architect who designed the hatchery, the workmen who built it, and the technicians who kept it running. The bird had to be slaughtered and defeathered and inspected and transported and unloaded and wrapped and priced and displayed. The people who accomplished those tasks were supported in turn by armies of other people accomplishing other tasks, from refining the gasoline that fueled the trucks to manufacturing the plastic in which the meat was wrapped. The activities of countless far-flung men and women over the course of many months had to be intricately choreographed and precisely timed so that when you showed up to buy a fresh Thanksgiving turkey, there would be one or more likely a couple dozen waiting. The level of coordination required to pull it off is mind-boggling. What is even more mind-boggling is this. No one coordinated it. No turkey czar sat in a command post somewhere consulting a master plan. No one rode herd on all those people, forcing them to cooperate for your benefit, and yet they did cooperate. When you arrived at the supermarket, your turkey was there. You didn't have to do anything but show up and buy it. If that isn't a miracle, what should we call it? Adam Smith called it the invisible hand, the mysterious power that leads innumerable people, each working for his own gain, to promote ends that benefit millions of uncoordinated private transactions, emerges the spontaneous order of the market. Free human beings freely interact, and the result is an array of goods and services more immense than the human mind can comprehend. No dictator, no bureaucracy, no supercomputer plans it in advance. Indeed, the more an economy is planned, the more it is plagued by shortages, dislocation, and failure. It is commonplace to speak of seeing God's signature in the intricacy of a spider's web or the animation of a beehive, but they pale in comparison to the kaleidoscopic energy and productivity of the free market. If it is a blessing from heaven when seeds are transformed into grain— How much more of a blessing is it when our private, voluntary exchanges are transformed without our ever intending it into prosperity, innovation, and growth? The social order of freedom, like the wealth and the progress it makes possible, is an extraordinary gift from above. On this Thanksgiving Day and every day, may we be grateful. Hey, Liz. So that is Jeff Jacoby from the Boston Globe, 2003 It's kind of hard to comprehend that something like that would be written today, but that is Giving Thanks for Capitalism by Jeff Jacoby.
0: I bet you you made all the uh, liberals' ears burst in flames. (laughs) But it is true. I mean, when you really think about how many hands have to touch it and how everything is operating independently and business builds upon business. Cause you know, we often hear like, you know, this company starts this, but then you need another company to bring in all the supplies to get that done. Um, I, I spent some time with the uh, Myrtle beach regional economic development corporation and they took us on a tour of different organizations, uh, companies, major companies. And I'll never forget going into Glenn Dinning, the company that makes all the throttles for the boats and things like that. Like, internationally. It is amazing what's going on in our own backyard and how all these people were doing some task and all these items that were coming in, the wires and the, all the widgets and the, you know, plugs. And it's just an amazing process uh, to see how all of that really does come together in capitalism, really.
1: Yeah. And and you know, what's interesting is that we just had the election in Argentina. With Javier Malay. That's the guy you were telling us about way before <laughs> we read about him. Yep, yep. I was telling you about him. Um, so, capitalism won in Argentina. Uh, Javier Malay is, not, I would not call him a conservative. Mm-hmm. He's really more of a libertarian. He is a capitalist. And Argentina, since 1948, has been a socialist country. And they've seen their currency depreciate 99%. They have inflation of 140%. They have untold economic misery. And he is going to reverse that process with capitalism, with freedom, with voluntary free exchange.
0: So do you have any idea of what was like the the messaging that he gave that was kind of turned the people away? From voting for more socialism? Because, you know, we see what happens in these liberal cities. They keep voting the same people in. In fact, did you see what happened in Charleston? But do they? They well, elected a Republican uh, for Conswell. mayor. Yes. Yes. That's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like Dan Bongino says, like, there just isn't enough pain yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not we enough asked pain. ask the question, is it bad enough yet? Is it bad yeah. enough? Not yet. Yeah. So, you know, we – we the United States is not ready to elect somebody like Javier Malay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's – they're just – it's not bad enough yet. It has to get much, much worse. So, you know, when you, when you talk about the cities that have been governed by Democrats for decades, like, you know, Chicago. Chicago elected a far-left Democrat to replace a far-left Democrat – and just like bongino said like it's just not bad enough yet like it has to get worse but there will come a point when people capitulate and when they say yes it is bad enough and they're willing to try anything if you think about argentina since 1948 this has been a socialist country and they said we want the exact opposite we want somebody who is a radical capitalist to run the country that tells but me that things got bad enough yet. Years. yeah it sometimes it takes that long
0: how yeah. long have we been borderline socialist ideals? It's, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's difficult, I think, for Americans to comprehend the level of state interference there was in the economy in Argentina. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of state interference in our economy, but it's really nothing like there was in Argentina. Like, mm-hmm. we still, for the most part, have a capitalist economy, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. and, uh, you know, I was, I was watching... Um, governor Hochul up in New York and you lived in New York or yeah yeah and I mean I can't believe it she's going to be creating a literacy uh class for kids to take now so they can when they're when they're going through their digital reading and, and online and social so she wants to help them discern from what's real news, what's truth and what's not.
1: So a ministry of truth in other words. Yes. Yeah. And
0: she is going she says and this is how we're going to start with the kids. She said that. That's a socialist ideal. Yeah. And th- she's going to start with the kids and she's going to train them on how to recognize what's real information and what's not based on what they believe.
1: You know, that's I, I said this at that's the time. Staring. I don't I don't know if Nick remembers my tweet on it. But I tweeted about this. I said, you know, getting rid of Andrew Cuomo is going to have severe unintended consequences. Yeah. Because even though he was a Democrat, he was a pretty centrist Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like and the alter- the alternative was going to be much, much worse. I mean, if you remember, in Cuomo's first election, he ran against Tiffany Nixon from mm-hmm. Sex in the City, yes. who was running basically Way as left. a communist, like very yeah. far left. Like she was endorsed by de Blasio and that whole crew yeah. and Cynthia. stuff like that. Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when when Cuomo was kicked out of uh, the governor's office, I said things are going to get a lot worse.
0: And you were right. She is unbelievable and she's un- unapologetic as well about it. All right. What time is it, Nikki? It's time to take a quick break and
1: also mention this real quick. We've got Blair and Tony, not Tony Blair, former Prime Minister of (laughs) England, uh, with another cash donation. And we also have Charlie with a nice cash donation. Plus, the food keeps coming up. We appreciate everybody. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Um, And thank you so much to Crepe Creation Cafe on DeVille Street in the Market Common. And we want to thank Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents for sponsoring this hour. And Kent came by with a nice big check for Meals on Wheels. Guess what Kent's doing right now. What is he doing? He's got the list. He's in there filling up a cart. Oh, on top of the cash. On top of the cash. On top of the corporate check. He gave us the check. Now he's doing this. Amazing. All right. Well, Jared Dillion, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. And uh, where can people find uh, No Worries?
1: Uh, Probably the best place to buy it is on Amazon. So just search Jared Dillion No Worries. Please pre order it. Pre order it before January 23rd. If you pre order it, it'll show up at your door. The, the, the book is $24.30. And if you want to give it as a Christmas gift to somebody, just give them an IOU and say, look, it's coming a month later. Yeah, print out the you picture. Know, print out the picture of the book. So I give it, it, it as a Christmas gift. <laughs> it's right. Lisa Emmon family say, with a whole yes. bunch of groceries.
0: Well, Jared, happy Thanksgiving to you, your wife, and your kitties, yep, and your thank mom. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Is she spending Thanksgiving with you?
1: No, she wanted to stay home. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. All right. Well thank you and we'll see you uh, next week. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. It is uh eight twenty. We'll be back in a moment.